and welcome to this episode of Conscious Design. I'm your host, Ian Peterman, author of the Conscious Design book. And I'm here with Moyang, founder of Moya. And what she works in is sustainable tote bags in the fashion industry. Welcome to the episode. Hello. Hi, everyone. Um, it's, a, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for hosting. Yeah, I'm really excited to dive into what you're doing, but I'd like to step back first a little bit into how you got into this role. What what got you to really start Moya and being thinking about sustainability? And I, we talked about a lot in our previous calls, so we'll just start yeah. there and and go from there. Cool. Okay. Well, um, yeah, sustainable. I mean, sustainable handbags is it's a you know it's it's topic that's been around for for ages. And um, I've, I've personally, I've also been working in the fashion, luxury fashion industry for the last um, 10 years. So uh, it's, you know, it's always been there and I've been actively involved in my previous work as well. So um, it's always been something that really it holds a very special place for me. And um, so when I sort of decided to kind of try doing something myself and, you know, make try some designs myself and um, starting a new label sustainable aspect is sort of already there so whatever it is that we have to do it has to first of all make sure that it's sustainable so um, but you know I've it, in terms of my own experience it, from the past I'm not a traditional designer myself and um, I've just you know I've worked in luxury fashion businesses mostly in um, e-commerce businesses and fashion technology related so I'm more uh, mm. my experience is more focused on the marketing side of it um, you know but um, last year so last year I basically had an opportunity I was on my mat leave and had an opportunity to sort of uh, play around with materials and really wanted to dive into this whole sustainable fashion thing and I wanted to have it hands-on I wanted to have that hands-on experience of understanding what it is to take to make something like that because everyone was saying it's difficult you know it's, it's messy markets you know it's greenwashing all going through I just wanted to really get my hands dirty and fully understand what that means so that really kind of started when I when I was um, on my mat, mat leave and having that opportunity I just bought some materials over and started trying it out and turned out I, I felt like I, I felt quite good with my own designs and um, you know and until one point it was through a contact um, I got to meet um, a fashion buyer from Harrods and uh, well, ex-fashion buyer from Harrods and um, I got her over and she she had a look at the design like really crap like scrappy uh, prototypes that I made at home with beginner tools um, and she was like those are amazing <laughs> like you should you should really try to try to sell those and I think those there would be a really good market for it and she was particularly interested in the um in the crocheted handbags and those are quirky those are you know things that you don't really see from design perspective you, you've not seen them on the market um but at the same time i actually felt like these crocheted handbag designs um are actually more sustainable as well 
because when I was trying to design, I actually I actually learned a lot about leather making. Um, so I had leather models as well as crocheted models and fabric bags, etc. I've, I've tried on many things myself, and um, but I think that conversation with people from the industry really gave me that encouragement that crochet handbags are they're they're very unique. You don't see them everywhere. And the designs are great as well, that the sustainable aspect is absolutely amazing. So yeah, that's that's when it really just started. Um, kind of starting from there. And I was thinking, right, maybe, maybe I should do something about it. Um, yeah. And then, you know, a month later, I started my own label. <laughs> amazing. And one of the things that we talked about this a little bit before, is, and you mentioned it, is the crochet part. And Mm. Kind of luxury right when most people think of a luxury handbag is there's well automatically it should be leather and leather. that's yeah. that's just kind of a nobody's really challenged that idea exactly yeah ever. and uh, so I think yeah. it's really great that you're you're kind of challenging that idea like well it's not the only material right there's there's a lot of great materials and and Amazing. what you brought up too is like this is very unique I think that's that's something that's great to see that you're you're kind of pushing that envelope and going well actually let's let's think about what is luxury and really define yeah. it in a little bit different way and expand the idea of what materials could really be yeah, used completely and i think that's what you know okay i still find it strange to call myself a designer but i guess i am and i also felt i would say you uh, are great, <laughs> i also felt a great responsibility of you know, being a designer, I think it's our it's our responsibility to bring new ideas onto the table, especially if those ideas will give us the greater good. And I think right. the I think the crochet is absolute part of it. Um, it's you know uh, from the very beginning of my business, I realized that you know specializing in crochet is such a niche, and at the same time, it's just not traditionally seen as luxury. Because right. you know, people feel like you, you know, my grandmother can make those, and uh, that's <laughs> one. So why do I pay for it? Uh, some people right. definitely still feel that way. Um, and there is also the aspect where crochet as a technique in itself, it's seen as old-fashioned. It's seen as a, you know, it's, right. it's something that grandmothers do, uh, or when right. you know something I would get into when I'm when I retire, or you know, there are lots of um, yeah presumptions held around crochet and design around crochet itself. Um, whereas, you know, I, I felt like it's, it's an opportunity because it's, it's different. And right. if everyone is, you know, everyone's already doing leather and then what's the fun <laughs> joining that party? Why don't we do something different? Um, right. And especially, I think, especially that was, again, it was conversations I've had with my, you know, the people that I know from the industries um and you know having chat with them and really discussed the opportunities and you know the potential risks everything all that evaluated together and i think uh it's worth risking that to just sort of bringing just but you know but the but the most important thing to risk to take that risk is in the first instance you need to bring something different something new onto the market so with our designs why don't i just show you <laughs> so this yeah. is um this is one of my first model that is on sale at the moment. And um, this is also Amon. 
um, well, this one is our like a proper produce from the factory. So it's actually really high quality. Whereas, you know, um, that when I was having those conversations in the beginning, I only had my very scrappy um, prototype that I made at home myself with retail yarns. It's not even um, anything that special, but then people straight away picked up and um, the design of it being very, it's actually quite luxurious and it's very unique. It's just very different take on how um, crochet you know, other sort of crochet bags you, you, you tend to see on say Etsy, for example. Right. And, um, and that's what I, what I wanted to create because I think for, for a luxury, what is, you know, in the other day, what is luxury design? It's, you can't really put your finger on it, but you just need to look at the products and need to feel, okay, it makes me feel great. It's something that I wanted to pay for and it makes me feel a better version of myself it makes especially it has the sustainability aspect to it as well this entire bag is made from um, organic or recycled materials um, as well as the leather our leather is a super nice um, luxury leather but those are end of the line materials which means they were part of a, a larger production for an, another brand often very luxury brands and um, but they they have a few pieces that's left over, so they don't, they don't get, they no longer need it. So it was left from to the um, tanneries, and then we go around to several different tanneries and ask if you have any single pieces uh, that you can't really use anymore, and we kind of just sweep those up <laughs> and and, and, that, put them and that makes it a little unique each one too, right? Because you're you're taking the, exactly you know, part of exactly. a run so it means you'll use up that material and then once it's done the Absolutely. next batch you get could be a totally different exactly so Which, in the beginning we were obviously a bit worried about uh is this going to be a problem because um with people we we can only take you know one or two photos with these materials we can't take a photo on every single piece that is different uh, but most likely you know the pieces that reach customers would likely to be a bit different and or it's just uncontrollable you know sometimes you know we get uh, two or three hides per type of products if they have that many left but sometimes we'll just get one or two um, right. and you know it's it's uh, very difficult to say which one that the customer is going to get but you know we've done some research around that in particular and it looks like people love that actually they really do love that factor uh, I, I, feel like it, yeah, I feel like it almost it, plays it to the luxury very, part yeah definitely it's like you know I own this piece um, which has a part of the material that is unique just to myself and um, that no one else has that exact type of texture or you know look or you know just the, the finishing um, on, on the material itself so like yeah people really do love that factor some people would say you know we would prefer if it's very very different from the photo that you've shown on your website you know I prefer to have a look at it to decide and some people would say surprise me <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. yeah, so that actually became a really good factor in itself. And um, mm. yeah, I'm, I, I'm very excited. I, I think personally, I'm one of those surprise me, please. <laughs> right. People. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love I love the idea. And it's because because people will pay extra to be unique oftentimes. Right. You pay. You're like, oh, well, I want, you know, I want my name engraved on it or something like that. Or like makes it yours and not 
not mass produced, which I also feel is like how people measure luxuries. Like, well, did you make a million of these? Because then can you really say it's actually luxury? Because that there's a million of us that own the same exact thing. Whereas absolutely like what you're saying here, I don't know how much you make, but I'm assuming you can't make a million out of one piece of leather. So you're you're really limiting that already. Yeah, absolutely true. And that is why that we're staying with, you know, small batch production. We operate by pre-orders only. Um, that again, mm. that is to reduce waste. And um, so that we would be able to um, produce to the exact demand amount that's been ordered. And um, yeah, so that, that sort of helps on the sustainability aspect. You just, you know, seeing how much waste that there is. I think the data on um, fashion garment, um, it, like on average, the waste to produce per garment is around 35%. So if you think about like buying a top and the amount of waste that is generated by creating this top is about 35% of this entire product. And it's, it's just, uh, it, I, I, it may really make me feel very sad when I'm thinking about it and just really worried about the future if that is how much waste that we're going in just by purchasing one. So it's way beyond money or anything. Um, so, you know, when I, in, in the first instance, when I decide, when I tell people that we're going to go for pre-orders only, and there are many people were saying, that sounds a little bit crazy, uh, because why would you want to miss out? You know, there are, there are lots of theories about, especially around luxury shoppers, um, who are, you know, met, often they are impulse, impulse shoppers. So you would have mm. wanted to really grip into that moment when they wanted to buy the bag, they want it now. Because everything's about being fast these days. And anybody who buys something online, they want it next hour. Oh, they can't even right. wait for three days. And now, and you are creating a brand that makes people wait for months. <laughs> and so um, obviously like there are people many people would have that sort of doubt and including myself in in the very beginning as well but i think um evaluating everything i just can't i, I just can't live pass through the thoughts of having to you know having ha having to have part of my orders all gone into either like a massive sale or just end up on on landfill or you know for right. me i probably wouldn't let my products let them finish in landfill I would probably have to take it apart and try to do something like recreate something with it but then again as a, such a young business ourselves we are just modeling through we need to survive in yeah. this so um that's another obviously that's a very realistic concern as well having keeping stock and um inventory and not being able to sell it all um that is a very big concern obviously from the health of a business perspective so right. balancing out everything, I sort of in the end just decided, let's just, you know, we've, we've been taking risks. Let's take one more. <laughs> well, it's funny because I actually see uh, pre-orders as making it less risky because you don't want to, you don't want to order 10,000 and only have a thousand of them sold. Like that's, especially as a startup, that's super risky because now if you're going to buy that many, you're out the money. <laughs> the manufacturer yeah, is not going to take it back. Um, absolutely, absolutely. How have you, like, in your experience in, in running this now, how have you seen? Have you have you had any issues, or have you been able to do the pre-order and it just 
work? Like what, how's your experience with that process been? Uh, it's been fun. <laughs> uh, it's, That's good. Yeah, I, yeah, honestly, it's been fun. It's um, obviously it was. Uh, I'm not saying you know we figured it all out. We are still <laughs> in that process. We were just in the beginning, um, very very beginning of this whole process. Um, but uh, it's it was definitely a very steep learning curve, and but at the same time, it really positively surprised us in many ways in terms of how much that people actually wanted to get involved with the brand. And it's almost fun for our customers as well to, you know, when in the moment when they know about, when they saw the bag, it's the product that tracks them in. However, instead of, you know, traditionally what people would think like people are attracted to a product, they just want it straight away. They want to, they want to get it, they want to own it straight away. We found lots of customers actually wanted to interact with the brand. They want to learn more about our stories. And um, it's almost like they were like, oh, I'm really committed. Like I love this product, even though I don't get it straight away. But I, if I you know, get to learn um, and get to interact with the team, with the, uh, the producers of the bag, learning more about the stories. It's, it feels like I am more part of it as well, especially, you know, we, we really carry and, and, and commit to our sustainability ethos right. and our values. And we love sharing stories about how we started something, how we made decisions with the leather, how we source the um, yarns. We've actually changed the yarns a couple of times while we're develop developing the products. And we were already in marketing for our bags. And um, however, you know, our customers were actually surprisingly um, forgivable. Like they're very forgiving and they understand mm. the processes we have to go through. And a lot of the effort is because we're trying to be sustainable and be more sustainable. And, um, and we share right. those stories on our Instagram, you know, 100%, literally. Sometimes I feel like it's dangerous how much information we're actually telling our customers about, but we don't want to hold any back. We want to, we want to, we want our customers to be in the same line with, with us and fully understanding what we're going through. So we have this 100% transparency approach when it comes to um, communication and that became all together became a, a very nice story filler and interaction um, that that is formed between uh, in the time between the, the purchasing that the customer has purchased the bag as pre-order and the time they're going to receive the actually receiving the order. Hey, it's Ian here. So glad you're enjoying this episode of Conscious Design. If you want the full scoop on Conscious Design, what it is, how we do it, how you can do it, then check out our book. We wrote it so creative entrepreneurs like you can code social and environmental responsibility right into your brand's DNA. You can download the first chapter for free. Link is in the description. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. It sounds like you're you're doing basically relationship building <laughs> through the process, and you're able you're able to connect with these customers on a much deeper level, and they're more like you said they they feel like they're more a part of it. They and your it sounds like you guys are are aligning much more on like a mission basis. Like they are attracted yeah. to the brand because they're like we really care about being sustainable we care about what you're doing and we want we want to see that happen and so yeah, they're, now they're I like think, i think there is the, the in the interesting part with this is you know you see traditional brands 
I say traditionally and as in like every other brand when they sell <laughs> when they sell a product um it's that they many brands will still hold that story um and I do that storytelling and interaction with our customer with their customers and they do it really really well but that tends to happen after the purchase usually it's after the, the customers receive the products they love it they post pictures and you see sort of interactions happening in the post purchase part whereas yeah. you know the interesting thing for us is that we are doing a lot of that interaction before the customer actually receives the product and um and that's what personally i found it very interesting as well because you would see how much people actually commit um in, from an idea and even mm. without having to receive the products but they want it to involve more because before we start um the production of these products we actually give there are lots of opportunity points and lots of change like things are still changing so we're literally already started selling while we're still tweaking the design right. of our product and you will see that and, and our customers actually see it as an opportunity to influence the design itself and mm -hmm. um and i'm not talking about like huge difference like changing the size of the bag or the you know changing a, right. a large part of it changing the design of it entirely it's, it's not like they're just small tweaks the the design is there but the small tweaks for example um this for this bag so what you're seeing this is still not the final model um actually we're still developing it and amazing follow our instagram if you wanted to so we're kind of exchanging stories about this all the time so the latest one um, that we haven't posted but very soon we it's all about so we want this bag actually to be washable so again mm -hmm. a washable bag is something that's very very new especially not it you know it doesn't happen especially if it's leather it's definitely not yeah, you washable. can't put leather in a washing machine yeah <laughs> but we want this bag um, especially it's a white model we have a black model as well but anyway this is a white model and we really want people to be able to use it over and over again you know again this is about the sustainability you have to allow people to use it more and that's that's always you know it's better um then clean it and have a way to take care of it and so that really right. extends the life the lifespan of a product so we were putting so much effort into making this bag washable which means this leather badge has to come off um we, mm. we actually we have straps shorter straps in leather as well and those are we already have a way to sort of let it attach to the crochet part but those can be removed so this one is re already removed um but the badge was a problem because we need to find a way to let people be able to um detach and attach it very easily and it right. needs to be secure enough and so we've actually gone through about five or actually a lot more than at least five different ways to do that detachable mechanism and the latest one finally we figured it out about just two weeks ago and um Amazing. and it's a little snap button um so the look of this bag is still going to change a tiny bit from this model it will the final one would have little um gold studs oh for the snap the yeah yeah exactly so that is where the snaps will attach so this one is actually sewn on because this is my photography model so i just had it sewn on um but the actual that customer version would have these removable so it's like on a snap so you can just snap it in or just yank it off um yeah so just for that that's just an example of how you know we've been 
we have already been selling our products, but we've been very honest with our customers that we're doing our best to make it washable. We're going to make it happen, but we do have challenges. And we've gone through many of our older customers. Uh, I say customers, it's so like people who have been following us from the beginning. They've seen our very first model, which had um, a stamp brand, which is like um, one of those things you can you you kind of push it through a hole in order to a patch um mm -hmm. and so those little we had those buttons but those don't work because those are like very difficult to push through and um and then the second model was uh, <laughs> magnets so we had magnets attached to it and then some magnets on the other side of the of the bag and sort of the two pack would come together but then we realized that it's just not secure enough and people might be losing the the badge all the time it just because it's very easy to just you know attach, right, attach. Too, however it doesn't stay in place it is it's a bit too easy so, <laughs> so that one didn't work out either um yeah and then we tried uh then we were thinking about the snaps however the snaps the problem is there are snaps that can't be washed so that's a material choice choice as well mm. and there are different types of snaps that um, it's just all about how easy to attach it, how secure it really is, that it has to it has to evaluate the weight and the texture of the materials and to kind of figure out a best way to have it on easily, but at the same time, like stay in the place. Um, so that was actually, it's, you know, when I was designing this product, I thought it was so easy. <laughs> but so it's always easy on paper and then and then it gets harder. But you know what, that's what I'm telling myself is, you know, no innovation is supposed to be easy, I guess. Um, so, and we're, we're talking about a bag that can be washed. So potentially, um, because it's full, uh, it's all made from, the crochet part is made from organic cotton. So um, if it's already, if it's wool or something, it might be really not worth trying <laughs> to make it washable. However, we, we chose this material because it's easy care. And then, you know, just this tiny little step further, we would be able to let people wash it. Um, so I, I've, I've been trying very, very hard <laughs> to really to make that happen. And yeah, in the end, well, it, it is happening and um, we're really excited. So hopefully next week we'll be able to have a final, final sample <laughs> to show to everyone. But anyway, yeah, so I, I went on a really long story there, but I think, um, yeah, so the, the point is that it, it, was, it was to my surprise as well, how well our customers are taking this, the sort of getting involved way um, of buying a product and having to wait for months but in the in the process of that they actually get to they feel like they're really involved with um, our design process they get a vote we, we do votes on Instagram all the time so and we actually oh, listen awesome. to those yeah and we we definitely we really do listen to those um, those opinions and uh, let me see if I actually no I don't have that Oh, well, yeah. that's great because you really are you really are involving them and you can see like oh i voted for yeah this option definitely. and they liked so, it to give you that example um we've had we had this label that ju that's just the easy like uh wash label that all the bags or your garments would have just the design of this label uh is a choice 
from our communities on Instagram. And we've had the label, you know, the traditional label where it's um, sewn on one side and it's kind of fluffy. Um, so you can have it like, like what you have on your, on your um, clothes. So that yeah. is the easiest way to just have it done. But we wanted to create again, something different and uh, something more, you know, fashionable. And um, so we gave those choices to our customers and we were just like, whatever you guys choose, we're gonna, that's, that's gonna be the one that we go for. And so this one actually won a hundred percent out of about 50 or 60 votes altogether on Instagram. Wow. So uh, yeah, a hundred percent, like not even a single person. Not even a waiver, it's just all. No. <laughs> well, so apparently like, okay, we all hate I... that tag then, which I feel is accurate. I don't know anybody that likes that tag. Yeah. We all want to cut it off. It makes you, yeah, exactly. And it makes you, it makes you wonder like, why are all the tags in that way? Right, when, why are we still doing Once it? you ask the question, everybody chose this one. It's like a hundred percent. So we're like, okay, easy decision. <laughs> right. Well, that's, a, um, yeah. that's amazing. And that's, that's a, such an amazing connection, right? Because that's, that's something that a lot of companies, even if they have some of, they don't take advantage of, hey, we can get feedback from our customers to make sure, because that's, that's something that I feel like more companies need to do is figure out what do their customers want before you go make a product rather than feel like the kind of the old way is like, well, here's the product. We hope it sells. <laughs> we, we asked a few people and they said, yes. So we'll, we'll <clears throat> make it rather than this process of, hey, we're going to be, we're improving it. How about you help us improve it in the way that you like? Since you're the one who's yeah. already spent the money, you're, you're invested yeah, in it. Well, exactly, exactly. You're already invested in it. You're like part of it. And that's what we, that's what we, how we want our customers to feel in that way, because, um, you know, we don't see them just people who buy our products. And we right. want, we actually, we want their opinion. We want to know who they are. Um, we encourage them to come and introduce themselves to us on Instagram so that we get to stock them as well. <laughs> and um, it's really, it brings, I think this is how, this is where I really see the future of fashion labels. Uh, mm. In the end of the day, fashion represents that community. You represents the people and fashion, because fashion is, exists to help people express themselves. And, right. um, you know, and uh, traditionally, I guess, it's, it's all about, you know, an, an inspiring creative person who had a vision and a view and they made something and then they put it out there for people and then people follow and they purchase, they interact with it. Whereas I really feel like in this day and age, people want it to be involved a little bit earlier. They want to be heard. They want to be, you know, if you're creating a product for me, I want my opinions as part of it. So, right. um, but, you know, again, I can also see that there had been, it's not like every decision point is suitable for this. It, you can't just, you know, throw something blank out there and let people draw whatever they want out there. And you're, you're not going to get anything creative other than, a, you know, a bunch of mess. No, you <laughs> might just get the magnets only. And then nobody, <laughs> we're like, well, but it doesn't work. So it's yeah, not. Yeah, exactly. So it's still, you know, I'm saying that, but um. I can totally see the difficulties and risks and everything. And like I said, we are just in the very beginning of this and it gets yeah. me very excited. But at the same time, we are still just figuring things out ourselves. 
and um but yeah but at least we get some fun so far <laughs> yeah well i see and, and i can see that's right i've talked to like six people in the fashion industry just in the last week um <laughs> and and like there's there's all this waste but it's all in the high production so I, i'm looking at what you're doing and i'm this would be a great, if we get all mass produced products to shift to this model, it would fix that. And it would still, it would allow that co-creation and people would be more interested in it, right? You wouldn't have clothing that people were just like, well, nobody wants that, right? Um, and then I also see like, what are we called? Couture and, and like custom, like if you want to do crazy artwork clothing, like that's, we're not, nobody's saying don't do that. Mm. But for this mass produced stuff, that what you guys are doing, what you've come up with is, I think, an amazing approach to reducing the waste. I think somebody earlier today was saying it's a dump truck every second around the world is what we lose in throwaway in, from the fashion industry. Yep. And it's like, well, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of wasted material. It's scary. Yeah, um, it's scary. And so like, just as, just how you've done pre-order, I, I mean, it just makes so much sense. You've had such a good re response from people. It's people can input and you're not going to make 10,000 extra bags that you're going to have to, even if you did, you know, recycle them, it's, it's a work, it's a process to recycle <laughs> something yeah. that's not free. So definitely, I think, amazing. Um, you know, I've seen loads of people tempting to do this because they see the commercial benefits out of it, like what you're saying. You know we don't keep stock so you know we don't have the inventory problems which is still one of the largest problems uh that could kill a startup e-commerce and you business. have to pay for it you have to pay and, for like a warehouse and stuff stick yeah you pay, you pay for it and uh yeah if you especially if it's luxury you paid a lot of money up front to produce have it produced but then you are not able to sell it all it's almost like it's a sure loss in the money and so um you know a lot of people are seeing the benefit of that however um i also feel like people are not doing it because they are afraid of missing out on purchases and i'm pretty sure i am missing out on purchases uh, i'm sure right. that there are loads of impulse shoppers and you know people who you love your product so much and they just can't wait to have it the next day otherwise um they might just straight away move on to something else because that's how this world makes us believe this is how it's run it makes us you know there are um companies like amazon that does i know that in the us amazon does like one hour delivery or something in the uk well, is one day is normal and then you can get faster <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And um, I think there are just competitions and capabilities of these giant corporate and they are able to, they, they can enable these great things. Not, you know, I'm not saying it's bad. It's great. It's very convenient. So, and, um, but at the same time, it's creating that, that urgency of having to deliver that straight away. And it's like your business can't survive if you don't deliver something straight away and um I, th I think i really think that this is it's it's um it's an illusion in itself and yeah. um you know people are talking about slow fashion these days but what does slow fashion actually means um again <laughs> right. for a lot of 
you know, I'm serious. Like if you ask people, what does it actually mean? And most people would tell you slow fashion means things that you will, you, you buy now and you get to keep for longer. So they're more, you know, you're talking about more classic styles, um, more wardrobe staples. So things that, um, that will never go out of style, like a nice button down shirt or, a, you know, a nice logo t-shirts or I think things like that that would never go out of style, those, you know, you will get to wear them over time. And, and people call those things slow fashion. But for me, I feel like slow fashion really means is the pace of everything, the pace of the purchasing, the pace of your, your managing your life. You don't need to feel like you are, you know, you need to get everything out straight away. Um, right. It's, it's about, you know, taking that time. You don't see, oh, there's a nice, jewelry or hair bands that you and you're like oh my god I'm gonna try it on straight away don't feel the urgency but just give it time and um actually talking about it I, I feel like it reminded me of how when I was little and you know I my family is it's just very you know middle class family that I grew up in uh in China and my mom whenever I want as a girl I love you know buying little little things whenever when I even when I was a very little girl um yeah. but my mom would always tell me just go away, go away and think about it, sit on it overnight. And if tomorrow you still feel that you can't live without it, you can come back and buy it. But, you know, mm-hmm. otherwise, I think um, uh, it's very strange how I'm just remembering it as we were talking about it, um, because I really think that is the right approach. Whereas growing up and you're you kind of forgotten about all that and you just like, I want this and I want, I want it now. I want to try it on. If it doesn't suit me, I'll just return it easy right. they make you you know the businesses the way that they the businesses run these days and the way they compete with each other they create that sort of illusion that this is the way we work we we live our lives but that's so not true and actually right. buying and returning things uh it's already it's like for everyone but if you think about the the um carbon emission as associated to this purchasing so ordering things say you have it delivered to your home and then you have to return it if it, if it doesn't suit you this sort of action is very costly it's costly for the companies and it's costly for the earth because of all the um environmental pollution right. and everything all the impacts that's associated to it but many people don't consider it um yeah so again for me slow fashion it actually it's, it means less about the styles or the number of purchases you make. Yes, those are relevant, but it's also about an entire lifestyle. You've got to think about: Do you actually need things straight away? Is there meaning to what you're doing? Um, and eventually, mm. actually, I think that's that's good for your own personal finances as well. So um, we yeah. exist. You know, my label exists not to encourage people to buy more. We want to we want to provide a better options when people are purchasing when they have that need to purchase a bag. We want them we want them to have this alternative that is better for the world, um, but at the same time, it's we want them to interact with us, create stories with us, understand where it comes from, wh- how the products were made, and all the sort of all the stories behind it when so that when they own this product they can fully appreciate it they don't just hold the bag and thinking okay this yeah. is a nice free bag um but they actually understand the full story of it and i think that is very 
very meaningful to me. Yeah, I think that's really important because it also makes you value it more when you have, when it's like, oh no, let's say like, I helped, you know, give some input on making it. I took the time to commit to getting it. You're much more likely to be like, no, I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to maintain it, use it for a long time. Then if it, if it is something immediate, like you said, we just have such a return policy culture of just, well, we'll just return it. Um, and it doesn't really, yeah, it, it speeds up the fashion in, in that way. It just speeds it up to, you're not thinking about the decision as much. You're just going, well, I can always undo it, <laughs> right? It's like, it's, it's an easy undo button. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I, I think we were, yeah, we were encouraged to think that is more efficient. It's all about, you know, it's making our lives efficient, but actually, it's, you know, on what cost <laughs> is the question. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I wouldn't, if you look at all the cost, it's not really efficient. It's actually inefficient. Not at all. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Which is crazy uh, to think about that we we misinterpret that, right? So it's, it's definitely an, it's something we need to work on undoing. Um, yeah, bef before we wrap up, this has been super amazing. I just wanted to give you the opportunity to share if there's anything else you wanted to talk about or best way to find you things like that? Uh, yeah, definitely. So uh, we, well, uh, <laughs> well, our website is just, it's just moyalondon.com is our uh, name. And um, find me personal, my, I, I can leave my email address. It's just my name, moyang at moyalondon.com. So feel free, anybody who are interested in discussing more about sustainability or starting a new label um, or anything as an entrepreneur or just generally wanted to have a chat I, I love meeting people <laughs> so feel free to drop me a Amazing. line in my email it's just my name moyang at um, the business name moyalondon.com and yeah so I think that was oh um Instagram as well so come and say hi to us and um, that is again our Instagram handle is just moyalondon Perfect. And we'll make sure that there's links in the description for everyone. Definitely check out Instagram and follow the journey that you guys go through. It's, it's great. Uh, I think it's really great to show that there's the process too, right? It's, it's such a story and it's good to share. You know, it's not a instant, oh, there's the product, there you go. <laughs> it's, it's, that doesn't exist um, yeah, for anyone. So it's great to share that with people and have them be able to follow follow what you guys are doing and, yeah uh, definitely and if anyone is on that path um already started something or thinking about it or just generally uh loving to get involved in this kind of topics and um, i'm here i i love to hear you know what people think about you know i've shared a lot of details about how we operate and if you feel like that inspires any ideas or um, wanted to give us suggestions, please come forward because we do still have, there are lots of kinds of things we're still trying to figure out ourselves. So we'd love to get some feedback, you know, this, especially around this kind of pre-order models, um, interactions, our, check out our Instagram page and our stories and let us know any kind of feedback you have. That would be so, so valuable too. Amazing, amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you taking some time out of your day to get on get on the show and sure. make this episode. Yeah, it's great. It's great pleasure to be here, Ian. I think that you're doing amazing work promoting 
um, eco design and sustainable businesses. Um, I, we really need more people and more platforms like this <laughs> to be out there and just you know send a strong message. Well, thank you. I, I really appreciate that. Thank you.